It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the day Celtic get their hands on the league trophy for the 8th season in a row Rangers are going for 7 wins in a row as they head to Kilmarnock And will that be Stevie Clark's last game in charge As he looks to seal 3rd place ahead of Aberdeen I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. The presentation of the trophy Marking Celtic's 8th league title in a row is... For the present Neil Lennon has chosen a side That gives a glimpse of the future And we also have to look back At yesterday And say well done to Brian Rice The man who took over from Martin Canning As Hamilton Aki's manager And has kept the side In the Premiership They have an instinct for survival Second to none Final day of the league season Can you believe it is here already Let's go around the grounds and get some team news It is trophy day at Celtic Park They take on Hearts And that's been watched by Alison Conroy and Jim Duffy Yeah and big changes for both sides this afternoon As both Neil Lennon and Craig Levine Keep one eye on next Saturday's Scottish Cup final at Hampden Seven changes for Celtic from that defeat at Rangers a week ago. Rogic, Hayes, Simonovic, Brown, McGregor, Edward and Lustig all find themselves out of the starting 11. For Hearts, it's nine changes from that defeat to Aberdeen last weekend. So for Celtic, will be Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Anthony Ralston, Philip Benkovic, Christopher Iyer and Jeremy Tolian. And it went near beat on an Olivia and Cham with the three of Mikey Johnson, Ewan Henderson and Scott Sinclair. Oliver Burke as the lone striker. On the bench for Celtic today we have De Vries, Simonovic, McGregor, Church, Okoflex, Welsh and Dembele. For Hearts, the Denix Lamal in goal, a back four of Michael Smith, John Suter, Joe Shocknessy and Aaron Hickey in the midfield. Connor Smith, Andrew Irving, Ollie Lee. Then up top, Sean Clear, Craig Whiten and Jake Mulraney. On the bench for Hearts this afternoon, Doyle, Bazanich, Hughes, Edwards, Brandon, Dikamona and Petkov. Jim Duffy, we expected a lot of changes for both sides. I'm not sure we expected quite as many as this. Yes, it's uh, you know it's one of those games where it gives the opportunity. Each manager gets the opportunity to put some young players in, either on the starting eleven or on the bench. Um, obviously, the title's already wrapped up. They're both looking to the cup final um, next week. Um, so I don't think it's any surprise, Alison, that uh, you know there has been a number of changes. But uh, you know it, it depends how it affects the game. Uh, it all depends on you know which young boys take up that uh, responsibility and and challenge it. And looking at it from the teams, I think Celtic have still got um, better quality from the the more experienced players and the young players because most of those guys like Ralph and Mikey Johnson, mm-hmm. Henderson, they've got um, first team experience there anyway. Uh, and and they'll always want to put on a show. I think that every chance these young players get because they don't get too many. Um, to, to show their quality then they will try and do that I, I don't think it will get them a place in the cup final team I don't think it's one of those ones but it, you know it does maybe say whether it's Neil Lennon and Charles or whoever manager in Charles listen I can be a part of this first team squad for next year so every chance they get they can't waste it and uh, you know I expect Celtic to win today even though I don't think it'll be a thriller It's probably 
the bench that's the most interesting yeah. for Celtic today. We expected Dembele, Karamoko mm, Dembele yeah. to be on that bench. Armstrong Okoflex was another one that mm. had been mentioned, but it's a big day as well. Daniel Church and Stephen Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those young players, I said, and you know, I, 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 you would love to see them getting on. I'm not quite sure who the, the youngest players are in, in terms of their record books. I'm sure uh, the guys will let us know that. But, uh, you know, they had an opportunity for, I think, at least a couple of those guys to get on today. I don't really see the point of throwing on the experienced players give the young guys the game these are the, the, the games I said to you that they'll remember if they get their debut uh, they remember it for the rest of their lives regardless and also then they can be part of the celebrations after it when the trophy's presented so I say big changes today for this one seven for Celtic and nine for Hearts uh, let's keep going Rugby Park is the venue for Kilmarnock against Rangers uh, lots of subplots to that one this afternoon Andrew McLean and Alex Ray are there for us yeah good afternoon plenty to talk about as you said with this one these two gearing up for their final outing of the season Kilmarnock are doing their 150th anniversary celebrations today and they'll be hoping that by the end of play today they could stay in that third spot and clinch European football for the first time since the 1960s also it's looking as if it could be Steve Clark's final bow at Rugby Park a move to take over the Scotland job seems to be getting ever closer and that could be announced in the next few days so if it is to be I'm sure you'll get a great send off here from nearly a full house at Rugby Park as for Rangers well they're looking to keep that great run of form going six wins on the bounce confidence is high and they've never won all five post-split fixtures actually so there's a chance to do that today Stephen Gerrard wrapping up his first season in Scottish football against a team that's played six times this season they've won three. Uh, they've won uh, two of them Kilmarnock have won one and there's been three draws in there as well as for team news it's one change for Kilmarnock Daniel Backman drops out and Jamie McDonald comes in a 4-3-3 for them so it's McDonald in goal a back four of Stephen O'Donnell Kirk Broadfoot Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor the midfield three Yusuf Malumbu Gary Dicker and Alan Power with Chris Burke and Rory McKenzie either side of Eamon Brophy the substitutes Mackay, Bruce, Boyd McElhenney, Waters, Miller and Tishbola as for Rangers five changes for them Nikola Katic and Scott Arfield have been let away to go on holiday early so they drop out James Tavernier and Stephen Davis drop out of the squad completely and Alfredo Morelos comes in for Jermaine Defoe so it's Wes Fodringham in goal it's a back four of John Flanagan Connor Goldson Joe Worrell and Borna Barisic it's a midfield three of Ryan Jack Glenn Kamara and Andy Halliday with Daniel Candace and Ryan Kent either side of Alfredo Morelos the substitutes Firth, Dorans, McCrory, Koulibaly, Middleton, Mabudi and Defoe. The referee for this one, Willie Collum, who interestingly it's the first time he's refereed Rangers in six months and that goes back to when they made a formal complaint about him after the game away to St Mirren earlier in the season. A lot to talk about for this one, Alex Ray. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, much changed for Rangers. Andrew, uh, I'm looking at the Kilmarnock team there, pretty strong. I, I was coming down here thinking, well, it'd be interesting to see how they approach this game, but... When you look at the, the Kilmarnock personnel, you know that they are going to battle. You look at the midfield three of Malumbu, Dicker and Power, and then you look at Rangers midfield. It'll be a really interesting uh, encounter. Morello's back in the team for Defoe. Speaking to one of the Kilmarnock players, he says it's great. The pitch is bone dry and we're looking to get wired in. So it's got all the ingredients to be a really good one. You know, the, 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 for Kilmarnock's point of view as well, they'll be looking to secure that third spot. As you say, since the 1960s, this is an opportunity to secure... Uh, you know, European football, which is a terrific achievement by Steve Clark and his players. Plenty to look forward to here at Rugby Park this afternoon. 
Uh, Hibs against Aberdeen's Easter Road. Dave Galloway has the team news. Thank you, Gordon. Hibs only have pride left to play for, but boss Paul Heckingbottom is demanding a big improvement from his team this afternoon after describing the performance in last weekend's loss to Kilmarnock as rubbish. Aberdeen have a huge incentive as well to get a win here. That would snatch third place and Europa League football on the final day of the Premiership campaign if Kilmarnock can't beat Rangers. Also, a number of players on both sides will be playing the last games for them, like Marvin Bartley and Graham Shinney, and they'll all be very determined indeed to sign off on a high note. Hibbs uh, show just the one change. Uh, Daryl Horgan replaces Florian Camberi, so it's Ophir Marciano in goals. Across the back, David Gray, Darren McGregor, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. Midfield, Fraser Murray, Mark Milligan, Stevie Marlin and Stefan Omeonga with Daryl Horgan. Uh, behind Mark McNulty up front. Substitutes for Hibs, Bogdan, Whitaker, Barkley, Slivka, Agupong, Camberi and Shaw. Aberdeen make a couple of changes. Thomas Cherney and Connor McLennan are in. Out drop Joe Lewis and Greg Stewart. So it's Thomas Cherney in goals across the back today for the Dons. Shea Logan, Scott McKenna, Andy Considine and Max Lowe. Midfield, Connor McLennan, Lewis Ferguson, Dom Ball and Graham Shinney with James Wilson behind Sam Cosgrove up top. Substitutes for Aberdeen, Craddock, Gleeson, Mackay, Stephen, May, Devlin, Campbell and Ross and your match referee today here at Easter Road Stadium. It's Ewan Anderson. Gordon Diel, what a day we have in store. Yeah, fantastic. Looking forward to it, Gordon. Uh, I do agree with Jim Duffy I think it's all about the celebrations at Celtic Park today obviously lifting the trophy I don't think we'll get any idea of how the cup final will go because I don't think a lot of the players will be involved next Saturday so you can put that right out the window uh, down at Robbie Park I think we'll get an absolute cracker full house down there Kilmarnock trying to get into Europe That's what a fantastic achievement that would be for Steve Clark and Kilmarnock and uh, obviously Rangers want to finish in the high so and you look at Easter Road as well I think uh, Dave Calloway's in for a real good game so three terrific games but uh, I think all the eyes will be in Kilmarnock Rangers because I just think that looks the better game this afternoon Yeah without doubt sometimes you say this this could be a dress rehearsal for the cup final far from it today it's more about giving these guys these young guys a, a run out Mikey Johnson and the team Looking forward to seeing him. He's been thrust into the team at Ibrox, which I was going to say unfair, but it's a a great achievement from him. But can we get a real grasp of how he can perform? Uh, Ibrox, lone man uh, in the 29th, a wide, well, a wing back last week, but today he'll probably play in his more natural position. Ewan Henderson back in the side. So the Celtic fans going along get a glimpse of what's to come. Um, but in terms of the game of the day, I think it will be at Rugby Park, Kilmarnock against Rangers. Changes to the Rangers side, but I expect that one to be a cracker. Well, the one who we've spoken about most at Celtic Park we on the bench. Karamoka Dembele is 16 years old. He has been spoken about since he was 13. He has been an internet sensation. He has made his way through the ranks at Celtic and I'm sure the crowd there today would love a glimpse of Karamoko Dembele actually on the park in a first-team jersey. Also a day of question marks. Is it going to be Neil Lennon's last day at Celtic Park? Could it be that the cup final will be his swan song or the Celtic have it in mind to give him the manager's job on a permanent basis? And if it is Steve Clark's last day in office at Rugby Park... Kilmarnock will be able to look back on two seasons of achievement, high achievement, high ability, 
And the club being lifted out of the doldrums by this man Because Kilmarnock crowds were low Apathy was high But this man, Steve Clark Completely turned the club around And if it is his last day And he's the new Scotland manager Billy Bowie and the Kilmarnock board Will have some job in their hands Finding his replacement uh, Jim Duffy, understandably Lots of people turning up at Celtic Park Will be waiting to see if they can get a glimpse of Karamoko Dembele As Hugh mentions He's been spoken about for years But Brendan Rodgers has Previously spoken about You know A five year plan For the, the player And all the rest of it The club did everything they could To get him on a contract Which he signed And now we find out If he makes his bow In the first team this afternoon Yeah I mean I think that uh, When you've got any You know Talented young player it's, There's always that balance Between being excited yeah. And being careful You know I'll be building him up too much Can the, can the young player handle it Will it go to his head You know All those things But the, the, the staff at Celtic Will know the player They'll know his personality uh, and they'll know if it's the right time to pitch him to the first team or to hold him back a little bit, you know, and not give him too much too early. But I, I think sometimes when you've got that outstanding talent, um, you know, if, if there's an opportunity to get himself on the, on the, the pitch and in the first team, then then put them in. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's been many success stories, not just at Celtic Park, but, to, you know, around the country. And uh, one of our own sports sound uh, guys, Derek Johnson, you know, at 16 years of age, scoring the goal for Rangers. So, uh, you know, going on to have a fabulous career. So, you know, I think that uh, if you've got talent, you know, you, you know, I think I think that you go and play a chance to express yourself. So hopefully we get that chance to see him today. But for for the Celtic fans coming today, it's all about the end of the game, really. As Gordon had mentioned there, you know, it's all about seeing that trophy getting presented, the celebrations, uh, and a reward for all the hard work they put in this season. And you know, once again, they've been the best team by by still a good margin. Uh, in the country, uh, even though the points differential is less, and Rangers obviously in that fantastic victory in the last game, but over the piece, I think Celtic uh, have still been the the, the driving force of Scottish football and and the benchmark for everyone else. Yeah, so I look to the future with the likes of Karamoko Dembele, but Jim, perhaps a a thank you for the past to some of these guys as well. Benkovic, Tolian, Burke will, will almost certainly leave obviously there's the cup final still to come but I'm talking about at Celtic Park in the league uh, even guys like near Beaton and of course the unavoidable one as well it may well be uh, a thank you and a goodbye from the home support for Neil Lennon yeah possibly you know uh, I mean we'll still have to find that out and obviously Mbayata he's not playing today but he's he's signed for Hertha Berlin isn't it mm-hmm. uh, so there's a number of players and, and, and it just shows you in, in Scottish football that even the top clubs like Celtic have to look at the loan market to make sure they can they compete um, you know for, for all the, the, the trophies either in Europe or domestically and these guys you mentioned Trollian, Benkovic etc you know uh, Ole Buck they've got, they've got to go back to the parent clubs uh, you know and that's something that Celtic have done well over the last few years and, and other clubs have said I've, I've, I've had to do that as well it's just where we are in Scotland we can't afford to go out and, and, and buy these type of guys so you know the loan market has been has been very uh, lucrative for Celtic um, and it's an opportunity for these guys as I said to go out in a high and um, you know that's what they want to do they'll not, they'll not want to make it too flat but it, it's always difficult these type of games because the atmosphere won't oh, but yeah, it'll crank up at the start of the game as it always does but throughout the game it'll really be up to the players to see how they approach it if they've got the, the right mentality then I'll keep it buoyant if it doesn't it goes a little bit flat and as I said everyone's then just waiting on the final whistle and similarly Alex Ray the unavoidable one is, is Stevie Clark is this going to be his last game before he goes and takes over as the Scotland national team manager and Alfredo Morelos back in the Rangers starting 11 today 
Will this be a goodbye from him? Well, it's interesting, Gordon. I think uh, Stevie Clark has probably got a better chance of leaving with the speculation. He may well be taking up the post to manage Scotland uh, over the next couple of years. Morelos is up in the air. It really depends on if there's a, a substantial bid. But I'm of the opinion, this is an interesting one, Gordon. You speak to people, they're saying cash in, try and build on it and get more players in. But Jim Duffy and the guys that have managed in the studio know that they do not want to lose their good players. He comes under that bracket, 29 goals potentially. Uh, go over 30 today if you can go on the score sheet. So, you know, it's, you don't want to lose these type of guys, Gordon, and you want to build on top of that. And you, the more quality gives you that better chance, as Jim Duffy says there. Uh, you want to compete against Celtic next year, and you also want to overtake it from a Rangers perspective. Yep, so it's a day of question marks. Um, but the football, before we get to the end of the game, should be interesting. A lot of unwarranted criticism has come the way of Neil Lennon uh, since he took over from Brendan Rodgers but I mean the, the team he has chosen today is managing the squad properly it is giving people a glimpse of the future with Daniel Church Armstrong Okoflex Karamoko Dembele uh, and even young Ewan Henderson in the, the starting 11 so I, I can see no reason to criticise the man for that uh, and Kilmarnock are clearly intent on finishing on a high against Rangers because the Kilmarnock side sounds like a more normal version of themselves than the Rangers side does about them. Yeah, it's a strong commander side because they've got everything to play for, really, when you look at it. If they can finish third, Gordon, and uh, Andrew and Alex were saying there about getting into Europe for the first time in the 1960s, what an achievement for a club that really was, no disrespect, was a nothing club to mm -hmm. Steve Clark walked in. And he's turned it completely around. He's put bums in seats. He's got the excitement back in Kilmarnock. Mm. They like the brand of football. They've been terrific. He's manager of the year again. He's obviously going to go on to be the Scotland manager. So I think everything looks towards a, a high for Kilmarnock. That'll be a terrific game. Three crackers this afternoon. Celtic against Hearts. Trophy Day. Kilmarnock against Rangers. Hibs against Aberdeen. And we'll hear from some of the managers next. As it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic v Hearts, Kilmarnock v Rangers and Hibs Aberdeen That's your offering on the last day of the Premiership season Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds as well We're here until six o'clock And of course you'll have your chance later on to have your say on the open line uh, Just... Quite terrifyingly, Hugh, this is the last day of the league season. How did that happen so quickly? <laughs> well, you know, in many respects, it's been a troubled season. We've had all manner of off-field problems. Uh, we've had, right up to the, the very last moment, we've had problems with the disciplinary system. We've had problems off the park with pyrotechnics, questionable songs. But at the end of the day, there's a trophy being presented to Celtic and their consistency has been quite remarkable in spite of losing their iconic manager they have got over the line under the stewardship of Neil Lennon I think he deserves credit today and I think the crowd ought to recognise what he has done they did not always appreciate the style of football but they were up until last weekend undefeated and they have made the cup final as well a historic treble treble a potential for Celtic so it's been a troubled season but you must also recognise when a side 
has been as consistent as Celtic have been and overcome the loss of their manager into the bargain. I mean, Alex Ray, on a footballing sense, you can make a case for it being a brilliant season. When you think back to August and everything that's happened since then, Hearts starting the season so well, being top of the table and questions as to whether they could hold on to it. Invariably, Celtic coming strong, Rangers finishing the season well, various managers have, have changed as the battle at the bottom's heated up. It's been breathless and fantastic stuff at times. Yeah, I think it's been brilliant, Gordon. You, you rightly said there at the start of the season, Hearts started the season brilliantly. The Edinburgh Festival, with Neil Lennon had them playing well. Then you've changed your managers, Neil losing his job. Several managers at the bottom, you know, went right to the wire with St Mirren, Hamilton as well, Dundegan down. It's had everything and it's been really enjoyable, Gordon. And unfortunately, as, as you touched upon there, you know, we've had all this ugly side of it, but it's important to try and focus on the brand and what we actually bring to the table. Uh, you know, we're a small nation, but some of the football at times have been brilliant. Yeah, Jim Duffy, I think all across the board, I've, I've clearly missed out lots of things there. There's never a week goes by that we've not had another big story, a big talking point, some controversy along the way. But as you look back on this league season as a whole, Jim, I think it'll go down as a fairly memorable one, won't it? I think it's, it's a, a season I said before I, I don't think we top a game up enough you know unfortunately as the guys have mentioned there's, there's so many aspects of, off the field stuff that's been negative but on, on the, the pitch which is some emerging talent you know some great football we, you know both uh, major clubs and Celtic and Rangers at the start in the European competitions and the Europa League you know a good uh, competition in that you know, well, well, you know, obviously, as you say, there's been so many changes in managerial, including the national team manager as well. So, you know, there's been an awful lot of talking points. You know, it's never boring, um, Gordon. You know, we, we sometimes, uh, you know, maybe not have the superstars that they have down south and the money, but, you know, there's always something um, to talk about in Scottish football. And as I say, I just think that, uh, you know, we have enough a lot of positive um, football that uh, we, we sometimes don't appreciate. Uh, you know, and again, as, as you mentioned there, I think a, a special mention to, to Brian Rice and Hamilton Ackies again for staying up. Every year, everyone tips and be relegated. Every year, they've got the lowest budget, smallest crowds, all these kind of things. But they just seem to time and time again, um, just in the face of adversity, manage to find a way of being uh, successful. And uh, I think it's a sixth six year in a row, I think, the, 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 be, the, yeah. the Premier League. And I think that's unbelievable when you look at some of the clubs that have been relegated and Hamilton have managed to stay up there. Outstanding. I think we were asked a few months ago who we thought. <laughs> I thought Hamilton, just simply because... They're, they're, they're used to it they've got in their, they've got in, in, in their DNA that uh, listen right is off at your peril uh, and as I said and although today we're celebrating the champions there's a possibility as I said of Kilmarnock finishing third I, I think um, uh, sorry Hamilton deserve an awful lot of credit and sometimes the these type of things when in Alec and I'll, I'll know and, and tell you you maybe you know when you're working with the budgets and the constraints that these clubs have competing you remember they're competing against Celtic Rangers Aberdeen etc and they're and they're holding their own, and you know, you know that to me is is a fantastic benchmark for a lot of a lot of small clubs. Yeah, I mean, there's been success stories all over the place, Mark Wilson, because mm. success is relative depending on who you are. Celtic are, are top of the tree; they've won two trophies. They might make it three. When you look beyond that, Rangers have improved. They're feeling yeah. good about themselves. Uh, you can't avoid Kilmarnock certainly if they finish third. I mean, and you, you can go all the way down. Look at what Livingston yeah. have done: back-to-back promotions. Motherwell. Who would have thought you'd be so happy with a an eighth-place finish? But when you finish the season the way they have, bringing through all the youngsters, Hamilton Aki's survive. You can make a case for so many different success of course, stories. Listen, it's it's been an absolute outstanding season. Sometimes the compliance officer has 
has had more mentions than some of the players but you're right Gordon when you go down the league you look at Livingston the start they had with Kenny Miller they get in Gary Holt everyone's tipped to go down but they battle away they get points against Celtic and Rangers at home outstanding David Turnbull you know uh, the find of the season 15 goals and 30 appearances from a midfielder outstanding Hamilton made a big change you know it was a big call sacking Martin Cannon and bringing in a guy who had no managerial experience being the number one but it worked so it's been an outstanding season Celtic have been very good the Celtic Rangers games have been closer than we've seen for many a year they've been entertaining so I mean it's been highly entertaining and uh, you know long may it continue Kamarnik will have a, a, a quest trying to find a new manager that can replace Steve Clark and, and, and do as well as him but it's been outstanding to see some of the performances. Yeah, I've got to back uh, Mark up now. I think it's been terrific. I've been out there week in, week out, sitting in sometimes nice stadiums, warm, sitting freezing, going till six o'clock. But <laughs> I've don't never, like to bring it up I've, usually. That's yeah. But I've, I've never walked away from a game this season and said, you know, that's a nothing game. I love the fact that we're getting young talent introduced, and the highlight for me all season after all the years in football getting locked in at Jim Duffy's Dumbarton <laughs> it, it doesn't actually end this season because the excitement carries on if Steve Clark is the new Scotland manager then we have Cyprus and Belgium to play in quick succession now Belgium the number one rated team in the world we've had a you, very you're, you're excited about that well, about facing I, them that, yeah <laughs> because I think the Steve Clark revolution begins immediately yeah. against Cyprus and I know Jim Duffy is the devoted Scotland supporter at every game at Hamden we have been mediocre for too long suffered under too many managers have been nowhere for 21 years and I I'm excited by the prospect of what Stevie Clark might do in the national team manager's role. Let's stick to the domestic stuff for now and start hearing from the managers. Neil Lennon will get his hands on the trophy a bit later on. Here's what he had to say ahead of kickoff. I'm excited. You know, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to the game as champions. Obviously, we're in great form. Rangers are in good form as well. So it's a game that I think everyone's looking forward to. No more so than myself. You know, it's been a while since I've been in the dugout at Ibrox with Celtic so it's uh, always a, a good occasion to look forward to sounds like that was last week's Neil mm-hmm. Lennon clip always helpful I'm if you play the right one week the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nevertheless he's excited so it almost works uh, well, Jim Duffy Neil Lennon was saying last week about 14 titles Celtic have won this century 10 of them he's been a part of either as a player manager interim manager um, he'll savour this we don't quite know yet whether this is the end of the journey for him at this moment but nevertheless He's, he's played an important role You can leave it up to everyone else To decide how big a role But an important one nevertheless Yeah, a, a vital role I mean, it's, it's, it's very rare That uh, you you know you get a job You know, to, to go to a team That's top of the league And, you know, you know kind of most most people think He's guaranteed to, to wrap the title up And all he can do really is fail But he didn't You know, he managed to, to get there and, and yeah, some of the performances Might have been, uh, you know Not as uh, free-flowing as, as, as previous But you know, the one thing they did do, and, and you know, they didn't lose goals. And, uh, you know, they won a lot of games last late in the game. And I think, again, that's down to Neil Lennon's drive. He's, um, you know, the, the, the type of person he is, what, what he makes sure his players uh, always have that will to win. And that, that's a fantastic quality to have. And sometimes I think it's underestimated to have that quality and the organisation that goes along with that. Stevie Clark gets huge plaudits 
for his team being organised, disciplined, hard to play against, playing the counter-attack. Neil Lennon gets criticised for it. <laughs> and then you see the Clark's manager here. You know, so it just depends on what club you're at sometimes. And I think that um, Neil Lennon's done a, a terrific job there. Uh, but you would think that if, if he was going to be the permanent manager, it would have, I don't see any reason why he would just wait to after the cup final. I don't get it. Surely it's not down to you know whether he, he wins a treble. You know, I think the, the, the board have got to believe that he is the man to take Celtic forward. And if he is, then give him the job. But the fact that that's not been confirmed yet seems to suggest that they have someone else in mind. I guess to an extent, Jim Duffy, if you're a, a decision maker, you have to find a balance between taking your customers, your fans' opinion on board and also doing what you think is right. There's a delicate balance to be found but there's no doubt, just listen to this show night in, night out, it divides the Celtic fans unbelievably, this question of who the next manager should be. Yeah, I think it divides the fans because they don't know who the best option would be. I think there's so many opinions and so many names getting bandied around. But, you know, I think that if someone says, right, OK, we're going to give it to... You know, we'll, we'll take one of the most recent names. I know he's been out before, but Slavin Bilic. But if someone said, "Was it Slavin Bilic?" Then, then I think you get a, an idea of the, the the kind of Celtic fans in. But it's because there's so many names going about that it's hard to it's hard to put your your finger on one uh, in comparison to Neil Lennon. Uh, but I, I just genuinely, again, I think, as I said, if it, if it to me. If it was going to happen, I think I don't see why it wouldn't have happened by by now. Uh, and Neil himself, I think he's he's, he's uh, you know the, the his representatives and all this kind of stuff. I think all of that would have been done. I don't think he'll, they'll wait until the very last second because of the preparation. We know it's different about recruitment now, but you all have an input in it. But I, I just don't see how that would be the case if it, if um, I don't see them just all of a sudden trying to squeeze it in because the. Um, the, the, the qualifying ties come up very very early so Celtic have got a lot of preparation and as we mentioned earlier on loan players leaving um, you know a lot, a lot of the squad leaving there's going to be a trimming back I think of the squad as well they're a bit top heavy so there's a lot of work to be done for Celtic and they really need a manager in um, you know confirmed as soon as possible Jim I honestly believe and you and I are Glaswegians I am a good bit older than you however we both understand the way this city works and I honestly believe that for all of next season we go into a state of suspended animation because the only thing that concerns the Celtic supporters is getting to nine in a row and we know what the consequence of that will be the next season could be a ten and the only thing that matters to the Rangers supporters is stopping nine in a row I honestly don't think that the Rangers or Celtic supporters care about anything else where the game of football is concerned and I think that's why the appointment of a Celtic manager is a unique one here because he has to understand the heartbeat of the city and the people at Celtic demand nine in a row and are not interested in Europe or anything else and the Rangers supporters are not interested in Europe or anything other than stopping Celtic getting nine in a row. No Stephen Gerrard on pre-match media duties for Rangers this weekend so let's hear from Gary McAllister. Rangers have never had a clean sweep you know, gonna, uh, you know after, the, after the split so that's a good incentive, you know, we're on a good run. So it'd be nice to finish in a high and give the fans something to go into the summer and just have that sort of buoyancy, you know, for, for next season. Kilmarnock have proven to be tough for us this season. This is our seventh game against them. We go into the pitch, let's not talk about the pitch. But, you know, Stephen Clark's somebody I respect. He's a good coach, good CV, and 
and he's and it's been hard to break down Kilmarnock in games. You know, it's they've been tough games. You know, good technically and tactically, and it's they've always been pretty close games. Uh, Alex Ray, just looking at some of the personnel involved, we always end up coming back. Uh, to Morelos for one reason or another Because he's a very very good player And there's a lot else that comes along with him as well You said that you don't necessarily buy into this idea That it would be a, a good thing to cash in You don't want to see the, the good players leave the club What do you think will happen though? Regardless of what you, you want to happen Is your gut feeling that this is his last game for Rangers? Well if you listen to some of these uh Interviews in the media in the last couple of weeks. Gordon he wants to play at a higher level, but he has done that over the course of his uh, time at Rangers. You know, he's obviously doing interviews out with the usual uh, guys like yourself. So uh, he's making noise that he wants to move on, and uh, you know, but uh, it depends on the offer. That's the thing, Gordon. I, I genuinely don't know whether he's going to leave or not. As I said, this is just my personal opinion. You try and keep a hold of your good players, but I said in the show many, many times the actual. Uh, transformation this boy in a year has been remarkable and I mean that by his overall game now you can take his discipline aside I'm just talking about purely from a football aspect it makes sense to put him in today as well I think his record against Kamarnock this season has been absolutely brilliant he tends to score lots and lots of goals against him and as, as Gordon Dale will testify you come up against teams who you like playing against he loves the physical aspect of Broadfoot and Finlay today it's going to be an absolute battle for him as well because I was just talking to Andrew while you guys were in the last break. This pitch is absolutely bone dry. I was down talking to some of the backroom staff earlier on, and then one of the commandment players can pass and says, we'll not put any water on it because we want it to be an absolute battle. We want it to be sticky. We want it to be physical. And that absolutely suits them. And, and because of the actual ramifications for potentially for, for commandment to get through, for me, this is the best game of the day and I expect plenty of goals also. Yeah, I've been involved in games in these pitches um, But let's not make the pitch an excuse Both teams have got to go out and play in it Kilmarnock train it every day And they're quite right to try and get every advantage you can If they don't want to put water on it, fine Let's go on with it But uh, I look at the Rangers team, it's still strong enough And I do agree with Alex There's teams that you play against Especially when you're a centre-forward and you love playing against them. You love playing against the centre-backs. You know what it's all about. You know it's going to be a battle. And you always have this um, feeling that you can score against certain teams. And that's what centre-forwards do. And I'm not surprised Morelis is put in there. Do you think it will be his last game? No, I don't. I don't. Um, I think that because it's so important for Steven Gerrard to win silverware next year, as much as everybody is patting him on the back and... Saying what a terrific job that he's done this season Yes, we all go with that Transfer market in the summer's got to be very important to him Keep your best players Because if he comes next season And he's not got a trophy in the bag I don't think he'll be there So what you want to do as a manager is You want to have your best players available Morelis is one Interesting Gordon that Graeme Souness was up here a few weeks ago And he was asked about Morelos And he thought, no Top sides in the, the English Premier League, no. Certainly top half of the English Premier League, no. He actually said he thought that there was more chance of a championship club getting Morelos. Yeah, I can, I can, I can understand where Souness is coming from. Obviously, Souness watches the English League week in, week out, knows a lot about it because that's what his, his job is down there. Even the championships, massive. If you see some of the clubs in the yeah. championship, I, I can see where he's coming from. But if I was Rangers, especially with Celtic going night, you're looking at giving up 29 goals so far. 
I think that's a lot to give up I think they've got to try and keep them Okay, three big games coming up this afternoon Celtic Hearts, Kilmarnock Rangers, Hibs Aberdeen The weekend started yesterday though Hamilton Ackies are in the division again They just survive year after year St Mirren will have to go through the nerve-shredding playoffs We'll look back on it all And we're going to build up to the kickoffs Because they're fast approaching That's coming next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes to kick off at Celtic Park It will be Trophy Day Celtic against Hearts first though uh, Kilmarnock against Rangers Lots to take into account in that game Will it be Stevie Clark's last game? Will it be Alfredo Morelos' last game? Can Kilmarnock seal third place? And of course the game between Hibs and Aberdeen That will go a long way to deciding Whether Kilmarnock can seal third place Let's go back to Celtic Park uh, Jim Duffy is there Anyone, anyone out there amongst those changes who has a chance of playing themselves into the cup final? Um, I, I think maybe Scott Sinclair. I, I know that sounds a bit strange to say. A guy that scored was at 16 goals a season and been a, a pivotal part in Celtic success. But, you know, under Neil Lennon, he hasn't been an automatic choice. So I would probably think that he might be the only one, really. I think the rest of the guys. Um, that, that have come in today although don't get me wrong I'm a big admirer of Benkovic but I think Simonovic has is, uh, is been, is been terrific um, you know alongside Dyer so I, I don't think that will change so for me the only one I think if he's up for it and shows the right attitude and you know right enthusiasm would be Scott Sinclair who could perhaps again scored um, against Hearts as well as Gordon is saying you know sometimes if, you, if, if you've got a team you, you seem to enjoy playing against then, then that, that could be important so yeah that, that for me would be the one Here's Craig Levine here's what he had to say in the build up We'll be a younger squad probably or younger squad definitely um, how many of the young the youngsters start we'll have to sort of wait and see but um, I'm inclined to give some of them some experience and some game time uh, and at the same time uh, you know have a look at a couple of things shape wise it's a funny situation to be in you know it's exactly the best way to, to deal with it and a number of scenarios are obviously going through my head but you know obviously my, my main focus has to be making sure we've got all of our best players uh, available for the for the final does it become a difficult game to approach Jim Duffy in the sense that the guys who, who are out there can they keep the cup final out of their heads whether it be I don't know steaming into a 50-50 knowing that you might come off worse and, and not make the big game next week yeah I mean I think that uh, you know yeah, I think when you, you get in the pitch um, I think all oh, that goes out of the head if you you know the guys will tell you you're more likely to get injured when you get in half-hearted than you get in 100% but um I think the, the type of game it is there's an awful lot of young players on show um, there's a lot of energy out there um, enthusiasm but I, I think that the kind of ones if you want to call it that they'll look as if they'd be guaranteed playing next week I, I don't I don't see any issues with that you know I mean I think you know they, they might they might be uh, later on in the game they might just be a wee bit careful but I think there's, there's certainly the first 75 minutes they'll just take care of their gate the game but I mean we're talking about Celtic and those young players and we mentioned obviously Karamoko and and guys like that on the bench but Hearts have got a 17 year old a 16 year old and a 19 year old in the starting 11 so all credit to Hearts again similar we mentioned a little bit Mother will bring these young players through uh, you know it's Celtic obviously uh, but now Hearts have done it over the last few weeks and this will be a big test for them so uh, you know again how do they handle the occasion the atmosphere particularly the start of the game when it will be cranked up 
um, and it'll be interesting to see how those young Hearts players adapt to that and it'll be a, a big test for them as well Alex Ray it becomes about priorities at this time of the season Stephen Gerrard understandably needs to give players as much rest as they can likes of Scott Arfield on his holidays James Tavernier not involved in, in, in a strange way though will Will that be a bit of a shame for some of the Rangers fans who were really enjoying the, the starting eleven that they've put out in recent weeks and, and perhaps the way they were playing without guys like Morelos in the team? I think that was one of the things, Gordon, when you look at the, the consistency, you can more or less name the starting eleven uh, throughout the period of this last six games or so and uh, the introduction of... But it's an opportunity, uh, Gordon, when you look at Flanagan playing at his natural position. Warrell will probably be his last game. You're looking at Barisic, you're trying to see some, but something from this guy. You know, he's had periods where he's been decent. It's an opportunity for Andy Halliday as well. Candy Ace comes back in to support Kent uh, with Morelos up top. So there's a lot of opportunities for guys here. You know, if, if it's me, Morelos, I am dying to get, to get into 30 goals. What an achievement that would be. I was just doing some of the stats while we were over at Parkhead there. Nine goals he's got against Kamarnock already. So if he gets another goal, Gordon, he may well get the back four of Kamarnock. Going on holiday, we have to look after him because you have them in their back pocket this season. Well, uh, on the other hand, Alec, uh, Stevie Clark will want to go out on a high. Uh, he's had 78 games in charge of Kilmarnock and he's lost 18 of them. You know, as we said earlier on, Kilmarnock were pretty much going nowhere until he got there. Uh, and that is a commendably high uh, number of games to go without defeat. So I think if Morelos wants 30 goals, he's going to have to work for them. That's a frightening start, Hugh, that you just said. Yeah, I didn't realise that. 18 games. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost. And you can see that in the crowd today. The Kilmarnock fans turned out. I mean, how, how many times have we have we seen games at Rugby Park and you see probably two or three stands empty? But today, the Kelly fans have come out in their number. I know there was old ticket debacle, but good on him. And it's all down to Steve Clark. You're right, Hugh. A couple of years ago, you couldn't see Kilmarnock going no. anywhere, apart from <laughs> probably a division down. At one stage But Steve Clark's come in Done a, a terrific job And I said at the start of the show Kilmarnock have got some job Finding a replacement Because anyone that comes in Is on a hiding to nothing That takes that job uh, Alex Ray We're mentioning guys And you can't mention them all People who are playing their last game People who might be playing their last game I suppose Joe Worrell Comes into that category he, He's a loan signing I don't think anyone expects him To be at Rangers next season No I think he'll probably Go back down the road And saying that Gordon Up until maybe I don't know half a dozen games ago he was a mainstay he was a starter and then obviously Katic has come back in for me it looks a better partnership with Golson and Katic and I'd just like to give uh, Dorans a mention as well you know Graham Dorans comes back into the mix since the 26th of September with that terrible injury so this is an opportunity to get a little cameo before the season finishes you know, we all know what it's like to be uh, in that position it's extremely difficult it's a lonely place so hopefully he gets a little run out as well Gordon Can you put any emphasis on on what Rangers do this afternoon Alex or, or is that done now they've got the, the six wins in a row they've shown that they can they can beat Celtic that perhaps some of the changes today reflect the idea that win, lose or draw Stephen Gerrard won't be too concerned well Gordon I think uh, I think it was Gary McAllister said in his uh, pre-match there that they haven't won the five post-split games so that's an opportunity to be the first team to do that uh, if they win today Gordon uh, and, and secure the three points I think that would be a 15% uplift in last season's tally so for me you're always trying to chase that higher bar uh, try and build on points tally because then next season you try and 
get above that, which will get you closer again to Celtic. As it currently stands, I think it's 11.4. Been doing the stats, Gordon. So for me, Rangers have to approach this game in the right manner because one thing you can be certain of, Kamarnock are going to do that. Right, let's go back to Easter Road because we've got Hibs against Aberdeen, which is a massive, massive game in the race for third. Let's get a recap of the teams and a final word with Dave Galloway. Yeah, thank you, uh, Gordon. Just to quickly recap, then one change for Hibs. Daryl Horgan is in for Florian Camberry, so it's Ophir Marciano in goals. David Gray, Darren McGregor, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson at the back. Fraser Murray, Mark Milligan, Stevie Mallon and Stefan Omionga in midfield with Daryl Horgan off Mark McNulty up front. Subs Bogdan, Whitaker, Barkley, Slivka, Agiapong, Camberry and Shaw. Aberdeen, two changes, Thomas Cherney and Conor McLean in for Joe Lewis and Greg Stewart Thomas Cherney in goals Shea Logan, Scott McKenna, Andy Considine and Max Lowe across the back midfield, Conor McLennan, Lewis Ferguson Dom Ball and Graham Shinney with James Wilson off Sam Cosgrove up top, substitutes Craddock Gleeson, Mackay Stephen May, Devlin, Campbell and Ross uh, It's all set up in that one as well, Hugh Evans, because a lot of focus has gone on Kilmarnock purely because of the, the Stevie Clark factor as well but but Aberdeen have a job to do to finish third yeah and Paul Heckenbottom has done a terrific job with Hibs uh, now getting into the Scottish spirit of things talking about knocking people's teeth out and all the rest of it uh, but he's done a terrific job on the park for Hibs and that will be a in the old fashioned expression a ding dong battle three great games this afternoon and the kickoffs are next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Welcome back to Rugby Park. Kamarnock taking on Rangers in the final league day of the season here today. Plenty of interest in this one. Alex Ray here with me. I'll give you a recap of the teams first and foremost. A 4-3-3 for Kamarnock. Jamie McDonald starts in goal. It's O'Donnell, Broadfoot, Finlay and Taylor across the back. Malumbu, Dicker and Power at the midfield three with Burke, Brophy and McKenzie the front three. As for Rangers, Fodringham in goal. It's a back four of Flanagan, Colton, Worrell and Barisic. Jack, Kamara and Halliday are the midfield three with Contes and Kent either side of Alfredo Morelos. Lots in this game, Alex Ray. Yeah. When you look at it, Kamarnock have something to play for. Rangers don't. How much is that going to play a difference in this one? Yeah, I think uh, Kamarnock are very much uh, you know, the team that are actually chasing that third spot, but I think it'll be an absolutely brilliant encounter. I'm looking forward to it. What to look forward to here at Rugby Park for this one? And it's Trophy Day at Celtic Park. Let's speak to Alison and Jim Duffy. Celtic emerged from the tunnel here. A guard of from the Hearts players ahead of this game the final game of the season trophy day of course for Celtic lots of changes for both sides it will be Scott Bain in goal for Celtic a back four of Anthony Ralston Philip Benkovic Christopher Iyer and Jeremy Tolian they've been here beat on and Olivia and Cham with the three of Mikey Johnson Ewan Henderson and Scott Sinkler Oliver Burke as the lone striker for Hearts the Denix Lamal in goal a back four of Michael Smith John Sutter Connor Shaw Hussein Aaron Hickey in the midfield Connor Smith Andrew Irving and Ollie Lee up top, Sean Clare, Craig Whiten and Jake Mulraney the referee for this one at Celtic Park is Craig Thompson Jim Duffy, a sellout here at Celtic Park, I think it's fair to say with all the changes to both sides, we're not going to get much indication as to what's going to happen next week 
No, I don't think it'll be an indication of the, the team selection for the cup final. But in terms of uh, looking at the future for both clubs, I think we'll get an indication of the talent that's uh, there. Uh, you know, Celtic uh, young players today with Henderson, uh, you know, again, an opportunity. Mikey Johnson get another opportunity. And and obviously, Valson at fullback. And Hearts having three young players as well, you know, with, with this Smith, uh, Hickey, and uh, Irvin in there. So, you know, plenty of young talent on show, and they'll be looking to express themselves today. And as you say, in a full house, so the atmosphere's there. Hearts giving Celtic the guard of honour. A lot of talk about that last week. And uh, we look forward to a fantastic football match here today on a perfect surface and a perfect day for football. We touched on the Celtic bench already, and we were talking about young players. Now, if Caramel Claude de Belli does come on, he won't be the youngest player to start for Celtic. He misses out by just about two weeks. Yeah, to Jack Aitchison, yeah. who I think uh, played last year. Yeah, but again, as I said to you, I mean, we've spoken many times about Celtic's uh, strength and depth in the first-team squad, but also in the development squad, the reserves, etc., all those young players. There's an awful lot of them. A lot of them out and loan to get first-team experience. Very difficult to force your way into the first-team on a regular basis, but they've shown it can happen. Guys like Callum McGregor, James Forrest, have shown Kieran Tierney that that can happen. And Celtic, for me, have got the right balance. They, they, they bring in top quality alone players, they develop their young players, and then they recruit some talented players as well. Like we've seen Edward and Bailey going for 20 million, etc. So they are, as I said to you, they've got a fantastic pedigree of sourcing players and developing players. And uh, today is an opportunity to see that balance against, as I said, a young Hearts team who will be looking to try and say to Craig Levine, listen, you don't need to get into the market too much in the summer. We can be an important part for you for next season. Not long until kick-off here, but we will have uh, minutes of remembrance sports. Stevie Chalmers ahead of kick-off here, Gordon. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 01419511025 Let's hear from you What did you make of the football today As the curtain comes down On another fantastic season In the Scottish Premiership What did you make of the season As a whole We now know the way the table finishes Celtic are first Rangers are second Kilmarnock are third And Aberdeen are fourth So what's on your mind Give us a call this evening Hugh Keevans We will be keeping Going back and forward To Celtic Park of course Because it is trophy day What yes. are you expecting On the phones Well obviously This young man Karamoko Dembele Lighting up Celtic Park At the age of 16 uh, Should he be In the squad For the cup final Next week Amazing though That may sound To some people Oliver Burke I think has played himself Out of contention To be taken off At half time today Because Quite frankly His attitude was Something less than positive Uh, I'm not sure he makes the cup final squad But it depends on the extent of Neil Lennon's injury problems And he, the manager, will clarify that over the course of the week But Stevie Clark is the other man of the day What a job he has done I said to Mark Wilson I've never seen Kilmarnock supporters sing like that before I've never seen people get up off their seats And the joy was obvious in the faces of men, women and children So the job he has done in... Reinvigorating Almost reinventing A football club Is astonishing Yes any happy Kilmarnock fans Get on here and give us a call Give us that raw emotion Let us know what's on your mind The disco lights are on At Celtic Park This trophy presentation stage Is in the process Of being built We're awaiting the players So let's Squeeze in a call first John is a Celtic fan Hi John Hi John how are you Good thanks What's on your mind After Uh, that then Another season done In the league Another season done 
for another championship for Celtic and uh, that's what I want to talk about I'd just like to congratulate uh, Wee Lenny and getting this Celtic team into the eight in a row uh, and that now, now that it's finished the league that is that's uh, Neil Lennon took care of Celtic now eight points clear we finished the league nine points clear so he's he's done alright there and I think he should get the job because he also took us to the cup final uh, there's some boys on the day the, on the pitch today that were they were, they were really good and I think if Neil Lennon's given a chance to sign some of the players that uh, we know he can sign that he's done in the past I think uh, I think we'll be safe for, for nine so what do you think guys? Uh, Jim Duffy is with us as well at Celtic Park Jim that is the question is it thank you and goodbye Neil Lennon or is it thank you see you next season? Well it's, it's got to be the, the, the harshest can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, got yeah. You. It's got to be that the, the harshest um, decision ever if he turn if he doesn't get the job because he's done everything he can possibly do. I mean, he's, as you said there, he's increased the the, the lead. They've won the, the title. Um, you know, got to the cup final. You know, so there's, there's not much more he can do in terms of being. You know, uh, if it's an interview for the job. But you know, as I said, Celtic are a massive club and they've got to look worldwide for the best guy they think is available to them. But if it's Neil Lennon, as you said before. Heard it on the programme before us, there's a divided opinion on it. But if it is him, then I think he, he would deserve the opportunity. I just think that he would have been told by now, and, and that, that's the only thing I think he would have known by now. I just don't think they can wait and wait and wait until after the cup final next week, uh, because then you know you're at the end of May, you've only probably got about four weeks um, to prepare, you know. Uh, so I, I think. I said it will be harsh, but I, I would be surprised if he gets it. But I think, I think uh, you know, from what he's done, I don't think you could argue that he's, he's probably a, a magnificent case for the job. Jim, do you think there's any possibility that he has been told, and the public haven't? Yeah, of course, Q. I mean, they may well have said, "Listen, we want to keep everyone back." I, I, I can't work that out. The reason why that would be, Q. You know, if. If you're, you know, if you, if, you, if you believe that the fans are with you and supportive, you think that listen, this is the guy who's going to take us forward for the new season. Get on with the new signings. I think they've got to throw a wee bit of money at Celtic to put a marker down to the Rangers and say, yeah, you have improved, but we are going to stretch again by, you know, signing some top-class players, and uh, you know we're going for that nine in a row and then and then beyond that. And I think that that's something that I think the, the recruitment side of it has to be well in advance. They, they made a, a mistake last summer. They can't make the same mistake this summer. For me, Neil Lennon's greatest achievement, Jim, was taking over from Brendan Rodgers and stabilising a club who might, at that stage, have suffered a backlash from the loss of this icon. Uh, Alison Conroy, the players and the, the, the trophy presentation just about to get underway. Yeah, the coaching staff have come out of the tunnel. They're waiting on them and it's going to be Celtic legend Paul McStay who will bring out this championship trophy and he will be followed out by the Celtic players who will finally get their hands on this. As Paul McStay does from the tunnel you can hear from the reception here these players these fans know exactly what Paul McStay means to the club as well Jim Duffy yeah I mean Paul was an absolute superstar I mean again I think he made a de- debut around about 16 or 17 years of age uh, a magnificent captain outstanding player and a one club man you know and, and, and you know Paul I think it's a, a fantastic uh, honour for him to bring out the trophy and rightfully applauded um, by the Celtic fans uh, I mean one of one of Celtic's outstanding talents uh, you know and again as I said a proud moment for him and uh, well deserved and great to see Paul looking fit and healthy 
Lennon will come out the tunnel with these players to celebrate this title. How will this one feel for him? He won players, he won titles as a player here, as a manager here. I think he'll feel every bit as important to, to Neil as the other ones done. Maybe even more so because when you're the interim manager, you've never really had that. You've not been rubber stamped. So I actually think it might mean a little bit more to him as we as we hear the the, the, the announcement. The players are now coming out um, to to get their medals and lift the trophy. But I think it's a, an outstanding achievement. People say, yeah, it was easy. Uh, it's never easy when you're at a big club. You've got to go over the line and you've got to do it properly. And I think Celtic have done that. As the players emerge from the tunnel, and they're watching Lee Griffiths as one of the players who has come out with his teammates to get his hands on one of these medals. Yeah, again, uh, you know, it's you know, it's widely documented about new uh, about uh, Lee's problem. But it's great to see him out there. And listen. I'm just looking at the Celtic backroom staff. That's more than I've got players at Dumbarton. But it just shows you that there's such a huge club and the amount of players that are coming out. You know, I don't know <laughs> how they'll fit. I don't think they'll fit on, on that podium. But you, you do need them. And I see Derek Boate there as well, obviously. So, listen, everyone plays a part. Everyone's got an important part. It is a huge squad, and uh, as I said to you. But, you know, that squad, I think, will have to be trimmed or tweaked in the summer and that's the reason why I think we need the manager's position to be resolved as soon as possible We're away looking at the, the past and the future in a sense as well we mentioned you know the likes of Marvin Comper there Derek Boyata who will be leaving in yeah. the summer for Hertha Berlin and um, another player who is there is Marion Schved who has joined up with the team yes. after returning from his own spell Yeah I mean you've got all these players some some of the say will go back to a parent club some will move on the, the emerging young players we've seen today, obviously like uh, uh, Dembele, young Dembele's out there. Uh, uh, just he just walked around with under 20 squad and now he's in with the first team squad. And I said, he obviously Tierney looks like he's going to be getting that uh, hernia operation in the summer. So there's just been so many players there, guys we've forgotten about a little bit, like Jack Henry, who started the season as an international squad player and then just found himself right out of the picture. So listen, there's a lot of um, decisions to be made at Celtic, but this is a day for celebrating the season just finished today and Celtic are the champions for the eighth time in a row and thoroughly deserve to be champions. They've been the best team, there is absolutely no doubt about it. It is the eighth straight title. Has this one been the most difficult for Celtic to win out of the eight? I wouldn't say it's been the most difficult. I think the fact that, you know, on the back of the last couple of seasons under Brendan Rodgers, uh, you know, it was always going to be difficult to follow up. But if they won the cup next week, it's a treble treble. You know, but it's about moving forward. We've just seen it down south in Manchester City. They've got the resources for the best talent. And Celtic have it in Scotland. But can they improve in Europe? Can they make can they make the stage uh, the stretch ahead of Rangers again? Because the Rangers are breathing down their neck and will strengthen in the summer. But for me, Celtic have still got a fair bit ahead of Rangers. And I think Rangers have got the work to do to catch up. Um, we've touched on already with the first caller. We don't know will it be Neil Lennon or who'll be in at the start of the next season. No, listen, that that to me is something that has to be sorted quickly. The manager is absolutely instrumental in how you move your club forward. And if it's Neil Lennon or anybody else, I think the Celtic fans deserve to know as soon as possible. It's a cheeky applause for Marvin Comper as he picks up his medal and Jeremy Tolyan is the last to receive from Neil Doncaster before we await Neil Lennon and Captain Scott Brown to come out of the tunnel to receive their medals as well. We're waiting on Neil Lennon. You'll hear the applause for him. I think it'll be an emotional time for Neil Lennon, I really do. Yeah. I think uh, 
you know, he's, he's obviously come out with him to the fans. Is this his last game at Celtic Park as a Celtic manager? Or will he be the manager at the start of the new campaign 219-220? Neil Lennon will now address the fans here at Celtic Park, Gordon, before he gets his hands on his championship winner's medal as well. OK, I doubt we'll be able to hear it, Hugh Keevans, so we'll just pick it up in the studio and we'll let Alison tell us uh, what he had to say. And at the other game at Rugby Park, Stevie Clark is out getting his uh, recognition as well, Alex Ray. I have to say, Gordon, to a man, everyone stayed behind to see Stevie Clark. It's the most emotional I've actually seen him. He's high-fiving, he's pump-fisting, and he's going <laughs> towards the fans. Absolutely brilliant scenes here for the Commando fans. The first time since 1960s that he's taken them into Europe and thoroughly deserved what an incredible job this man's done and the big question will be Gordon is he going to be the next Scotland manager that is the big question let's uh, try and go back to Celtic Park I don't think we can hear Neil Lennon really can we so we'll just pick up a bit a bit later on um, but Stevie Clark Hugh he's getting the round of applause he's celebrating it probably possibly is a goodbye mm. and you can't really argue with the way he leaves the club if it is you can never be blasé about success. Jim Duffy, Mark Wilson, Gordon Deal will all understand what I mean. In football, you can never be blasé about success because you never know when the other side of the coin will turn up. Uh, we are taking calls, of course, 0141951-1025. Just give us a bit of patience to be round off some of these uh, celebrations at both grounds and we'll get stuck in as soon as we can now if you're a reader of body language Neil Lennon goes to embrace Peter Lawwell Celtic's chief executive uh, Scott Brown just coming out the tunnel now Alison yep Scott Brown has come out the tunnel he's going to have a quick word with the fans as well Neil Lennon's collected his trophy he simply said that he stood on the pitch here at Celtic Park eight years ago and said it was the beginning and he says never in his wildest dreams did he imagine that this is what would have happened in the eight years that followed Jim Duffy Jim is listening to Scott Brown so he has his headphones off he's addressing him and he is he is now making that walk over to the podium as well as the Celtic captain will get his medal from SPFL Chief Executive Neil Doncaster and then he'll get his hands on that championship trophy Jim Duffy for the eighth time yeah I mean it's an incredible record to win eight times uh, you know uh, Scott is one of those players that every team would love to have them in it and all, all you know he's he antagonises the opposition but that's because he's a, he's a winner a serial winner I mean his trophy cabinet is bulging and he's going to be now picking up his eighth uh, title as a Celtic captain he makes his way through the, the pack of Celtic players on that Celtic podium as they're counting up to eight before him and Mikel Lustig are going to lift the trophy together and the trophy is lifted the green and white confetti rains down on them there's green and white fireworks there's streamers here as you can hear the Celtic fans getting these celebrations underway as Celtic celebrate that eighth straight league title and there we are, Hugh Keevan's scenes of celebration, and understandably so, it's another long old campaign. And as far as the league's concerned, it comes to an end in familiar fashion with the trophy above Scott Brown's head. Football will slap you on the back, and football will kick you in the teeth. So when it slaps you on the back, you milk it dry. And that's what the Celtic players and supporters are doing now, as Steve Clark takes a wander around the perimeter of the track at... Uh, Rugby Park looking for family members in the crowd by the look of it uh, so it's an emotional day 
From Glasgow to Ayrshire Alex Ray You always get this At the end of a season Alex Ray Especially if you've had A successful one But does that have the look Of a goodbye from Stevie Clark Yeah it looks very emotional Gordon he's walked around He's already done this side Of the stand This main stand And he's just Taking it all in really Gordon He was embracing All his backroom staff uh, Up at the far Right hand side As I'm looking and you're just saying to yourself, at the end of the season, he has delivered a remarkable hune. And Daz are talking about success. To get this team in the budget to third place in this division is a remarkable return. And uh, I'm just waiting to see if he uh, engages with the, the, the fellow with the PA, just to see if we can get a heads up. You know, I know he, he plays his cards directly uh, to his chest. He's actually on the phone now. I think he's trying to phone someone. In I think stand. he's phoning us. 01419511025. Stevie, give us a shout. Let us know what's on your mind. Robert is in Newlands. Hi, Robert. Hi there, gents. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations to Kamara. I think it's a superb achievement from three years ago when they were battling uh, to stay in the Premiership to now being in a European place. I think that's one of the best things I've seen in the Scottish League. So Absolutely. well done to them. Well, well but Quite frankly, I think Rangers' performance today was absolutely shocking. Uh, we just looked so lethargic. We didn't look like we turned up today. It wasn't the team I saw last week. You know, I was on here on Monday telling you how delighted and high spirits I was in, and now I'm going back into work tomorrow, and everyone's going to be laughing at me because we played so badly. Um, one thing I will criticise uh, the team selection today, I don't know why Borna Barisic is still in a Rangers jersey. I don't know what he's contributed to this club. I know he's been trying, and there's been a lot of... Um, Competitive, uh, there's a competition for his place, but he's proved today that he's not up for it. I'm sorry to say, and I think it's one of the, uh, a very poor sign in Rangers front. But um, he gave the penalty that secured European football to Kamara. And how silly can he be? You know, if you tug any shirt, any part of the park, you're going to get done for it. And especially the, uh, the watchful eye of Willie Cole, who doesn't really miss much. Yeah, I thought he had a good game today, but we played so poor. I can't, I can't believe we can go from the euphoric the nature of how we played last Sunday to go to that. I said, I just, mm. what has happened? Alex Ray, was there anything about the performance that, that concerned you, or do you write it off as one of those end of season games where Rangers essentially had nothing to play for? Well, well, they always have something to play for, Gordon, in terms of they're playing the, the, the fans behind the goal there are going to be disappointed uh, and not getting a result here. And, and when you're a Rangers player and you're a Rangers fan, you want you don't want to be a partly uh, partly atmosphere here at your expense, and that's exactly what's happened. I agree with the caller in terms of Barisic. It was just a slight little touch, and just over to my left hand side earlier on in the game, Golson. There wasn't a great deal between the two of them, and unfortunately, Wally Collum has said that from a Rangers perspective, he's given that penalty. But over the course of the game, I don't think Rangers did enough. Gordon, it was enough intensity. It was flat, and it did look to me as if that was the case for the Rangers players. They didn't show enough willingness to actually get that result that they needed and, and we spoke at the top of the programme the importance of Kamarnock and they got that result Very critical assessment from uh, the caller there Robert about Borna Barisic Alex what do you make of that? Yeah well listen I, th I think he, he, he's come with a big price tag Gordon he has not fulfilled his potential as of yet he's had a few injury uh, over the course of the season and the ball over he just got caught on the wrong side he looked as if he was a yard or two off it today uh, and he looks a bit tepid he's actually been called out by Stephen Jenner to show a lot more desire a lot more uh, aggression and if he's going to play in this uh, uh, league he will have to find that from somewhere 
I don't know if you can hear Stevie Clark I know he's on the pitch Alex he's, he's speaking to the stadium announcement at the moment can you get a gist of what he's saying well if you go if you go to one of the guys I'll tell you exactly <laughs> but he's waving now so I know he's a man of few words but he's, he's just kind of acknowledging all the all the stands and rightly so the, the three stands are uh, singing his name uh, I have to say but listen if you go to the guys in the studio I'll tell you what he's saying the there we go you can stay tuned to, to Stevie Clark at the moment uh, Robert just to bring you back in then what, what do you think Robert as a whole you've had a up and down season It finished pretty strongly Although you weren't happy about today What next? I mean you're you're, you're criticising guys like Barisic and so on So what has to happen in the summer? Yeah. Well um, I think this season We've improved I, mean, I think we, we, we've we improved steadily Throughout the season I think when we first started Everyone was kind of getting worried Like oh is it going to be like one of those third place seasons again But you know Rome wasn't built in a day So we kind of have to be patient I think the patience is beginning to wear thin now though Because there's not been any silverware But I quite frankly look at it in two ways One, we haven't won any silverware granted But you also have to remember That we could potentially be a very very um, Versatile squad next season We need to build from the ground up We need to get rid of the dead wood that haven't contributed a lot. I know we need a squad, but there's some players on that bench today, like Graham Dorrance, no disrespect to him, but he's not done anything this season. You know, he can do he can do a shift somewhere else, just not in the Rangers jersey, I'm sorry. We're now at the time where we just need to be a bit more, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a bit more slick in what we're doing. We just need, we just need to have a big spring clean, look at everything, what do we need? And the first thing that we do need is a solution to get Ken. And I said that on Monday, we need him because he's going to be difficult to replace. And the next thing I'm going to look for is I'm going to look for some more consistency because that's what's cost us this season. Our discipline and our consistency has been dreadful. Well, I think Robert's very critical on his team. I thought this afternoon was, you've got to give all the credit in the world to Kilmarnock. They had something to go for. Even at 1-1, they threw men forward. They wanted that victory. And they got it and they deserved it in the end. Uh, I do agree, Barisic is struggling just now. It's his first season in Scotland. They'll hope that he's better when you know he gets a pre-season under his belt. He knows the Scottish game now. But there's one or two players needing to move on and new uh, fresh faces needing to come into Rangers. But they wanted to finish in a high, Gordon. They were in a good run. But they faced a Kilmarnock team that had European football staring them right in the face. They went out there, they got it, they delivered for their manager who they're going to lose. So as much as Robert's upset about Rangers' performance, I think it's all about Kilmarnock. Yeah, I think the, the action is slightly hysterical on the part of the caller. You know, by his own admission, last weekend he was as high as a kite. Now he's lower than a chihuahua. Uh, so... You've got to try and see it for what it is, you know. That the Robert was also talking bigger picture as well, though he was talking about you know what's needed in the summer and so on. Yeah, of course, the summertime for Celtic and Rangers is going to be frantic, and players will be taken out in great number, brought in in great number. Uh, so I just think that the reaction to today's performance, I, I didn't get the impression it was as bad as Robert thought it was, to be honest. Okay, thank you, Robert. In Newland, Stevie Clark is addressing the Kilmarnock fans on the pitch. Is it a goodbye speech or is it I'll see you next season, get it's your a, passports looked out speech? It's a long speech, that's I, for sure. I've got to say, mm. Hugh, I've never ever heard him. Well, I don't hear him, but he's got a mic in his hand for about 10 minutes there. Yeah. He's, he's standing in the rain and we're going to hear from him, hopefully, and Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon. That's all still to come. Get your calls in 01419511025. 
games are over, the talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Celtic have lifted their 8th consecutive trophy Kilmarnock are the best of the rest They secure 3rd place into Europe Stevie Clark has been addressing the fans on the pitch He says I'm sorry I couldn't win you a trophy in my time here But this is my trophy That sounds like goodbye Alex Ray You heard the man Yeah absolutely Gordon It was the three stands he was referring to Because of the, the, the response They were singing stay 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 He told the fans that he had delivered a record points totally uh, tally uh, 1966 since we were last in Europe he paid uh, credit to his players without them he couldn't have done it and he also paid credit to Billy Bowie uh, he says he's the best chairman he's ever worked with and he says I've worked with some good ones and Abranovic's done it uh, Chelsea he says and Billy Bowie's got more money than him so there you go <laughs> there we go he cracked a joke here as well just for you yes uh, the, the Grinch came good in the end but uh, it's a sad day and a joyous day at the same time for Kilmarnock because they've made it into Europe and the manager has gone sad day and Jim Duffy everyone is getting in on the act at Celtic Park because Moussa Dembele is on the pitch so we've got former players we've got Players in Marion Shved and so on who haven't even played yet. It's a cast of thousands lapping up the moment and fair play to them. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. You know, it's about celebration and, you know, the players are on, the wives, girlfriends, kids, former players, as you say, everyone that felt like maybe they had some sort of contribution or the staff or their families, kids all running about playing as a, a celebration. And when you work so hard over the course of a season and every team is determined to try and you know, take that, uh, you know, the title from you, not in case of winning it, but when you beat Celtic, even in the few keys you do lose, it's such a massive achievement for the opposition. And, uh, you know, so I think all credit to Celtic for, for winning the title again was at nine points I've ended up finishing with. Yep. And I think, as I said, in a, in, a, in a season where you've had the likes of Livingston starting great and Hart's fantastic start, Rangers under Stephen Gerrard, as we mentioned there, Stevie, Stevie, uh, sorry, Stevie Clark with Kilmarnock, then for Celtic to win so comprehensively, I think should not be underestimated, you know. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, again, what a fantastic job both Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon have done and uh, see Neil Lennon he stayed out the background a little bit he saw all the players were going to the crowds he was just staying a little bit reserved not not uh, you know not something you normally you can normally say about Neil Lennon is uh, a little bit reserved but he stayed a lot a lot about uh, uh, the the kind of front line there and uh, you know again like Stevie Clark who knows you know what, what, what his future is going to what's going to hold for him but certainly today's a day for celebrating and a, a, a fantastic uh, achievement of winning the title for the eighth time in a row we're on the phone lines on 01419511025 we're going to hear from some of the managers today as well a man is in Govan Hill what's in your mind after that a man oh I'm absolutely joyous watching that today it was brilliant and last week really getting beat with Rangers kind of sad no but I'm 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 all the men today. But hey, I'd just like to say well done to Radio Clyde. I mean it's been an amazing season, you know, I've been listening to it all the time and it's great. But I want to ask you and Mark, Neil Lennon has took us over the line, right? But we need a manager who can actually win us the next like Brendan Rogers has not lost a cup game in about twenty odd games. And like Neil Lennon against Morton he lost against Inverness. I mean, don't you think it's about time that Celtic spent a bit of good cash? to make sure that we Celtic fans have the next two seasons. After that, I don't care if you lose seven in a row. Rangers come in the next seven, but as long as you get a ten. I want to ask Martin Hugh this question, but why are they so adamant for Neil Lennox stay when he's, you know, he's never won a treble? Well, but I think, sorry, I think Cup's 
become irrelevant in, in the bigger picture You know The 9 and the 10 Is what Celtic fans Really want Celtic will lose A cup game You can't go on forever Winning every cup game So that time will come But it's about A, a 38 game season And Neil Lennon Has proved In his time in the past And for his short spell Here That he can Win league titles For Celtic He started it all off He has the The ability Over the course Of a season To get the job done a man, man, on you go. Let a man back in, sorry, Hugh, and then we'll we'll hear your thoughts. Right, okay. So, uh, Mario is saying that we we will lose a couple of cup games, but Brendan Rodgers, I mean, nearly in three years now, he yeah. no lost a cup game. That was so, exceptional, I mean, what, 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 man. With exceptional. the money Celtic have got, and with Rangers, I mean, they're signing players from Motherwell and wherever they are, right? I mean, Celtic can just go and win the next ten cup 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 games, no problem. A man makes my point for me that. I've always maintained it doesn't matter to the Celtic and Rangers supporters. Nothing for the next two years matters other than can Celtic get to 10 in a row or can Rangers stop them? Europe is an irrelevance. The Scottish but it's Cup- not though because it may, if you get to nine, 10 becomes easier if you've got 30 million from the Champions League. Yes. Why do we keep dividing them? Yes, but if you ask a man what he wants out of life, and ask 99% of the Celtic supporters what they want out of life. All they want out of life is 10 in a row. I don't dispute that, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering the, the value in the question because 10 becomes easier if you get the money from Europe. Well, he's also asking the question about spending money. And I've said before, and I mean it, Celtic need serious players who cost serious money to bolster a squad that has done phenomenally well. Phenomenally well. Well, you just said to me Celtic need to spend money and I've agreed with you now you're saying no. I mean, they don't really spend. See, all they talk about nine, ten million, right? That's been it. But I don't think Rangers are signing players from Motherwell and all that. I mean, Celtic just need but a there good you go, like There you go. This is, the, this is the complacent argument. Celtic Rangers are signing players from Motherwell and from Aberdeen. Therefore, in your mind, a man that equates to non-success. That's complacency. You don't know that. But at the same time, let me ask you about this obsession. You keep saying serious players for, for serious money. Have we not learned over the course of? World football The fee means Absolutely nothing There's James Forrest He's on the television At the moment He's the PFA player of the yeah. year He's the football writers Player of the year He's the international player of the year He didn't cost Celtic a penny You take someone In previous seasons Lee Griffiths What was it 40 odd goals well, in a season Why did Celtic spend 9 million pounds On Odson Edward Because they're trying to Upgrade the quality well, Of course they are But there's this assumption That you only get good players If you spend lots of money I, I'm just not sure How, how, how that's true no, I'm not saying you only you, But it's handy to have money uh, and to spend that money wisely and the squad needs refurbishment it needs these players I cannot pay tribute to them enough to win eight trophies in a row since the Brendan Rodgers era started three years ago to win and to possibly get nine trophies in a row shows remarkable consistency but it's taking it out of the players and they need help and they need proper help Jim Duffy yeah, I mean, I, I said I think Celtic's the right balance. You know, they, we, we, we said before they bring in Tierney, McGregor, Forrest, guys like that. You know, I mean, obviously Mikey Johnson's in the squad, Anthony Ralston, and they bring in talented young players from abroad, like Edward and Bailey. We've seen it in the past. Obviously, there's a number of players we can go over, as we know. Van Dyke being the, the biggest one in, in, in world football, probably the best defender in world football now. So Celtic have got the balance right, I think, between bringing in their young players, sourcing, uh, you know, potentially 
exciting players from abroad and the loan players I agree with Mark they needed those loan players in January they didn't quite you know fill, you know, fill the bill in terms of their consistency Burke and Weir but they needed somebody like that just to give them a bit of impetus in January when Rangers made those signings particularly Defoe and, uh, and, and Davis but it didn't quite work out I think that uh, Weir I think, I think frustrated the Celtic um, you know, uh, management team when he decided he wanted to leave to, to go to go and play uh, uh, you know, for the national 20s, I think. And then, obviously, Oli Burke hasn't quite clicked uh, uh, consistency as he's been right throughout his career, although he is, so uh, I think he's only 21 years of age. So, But I, I do think when you look at all the Celtic players coming out today to get their medals, I think there was about 36, 37 players, something like that. And out of that, you would have to say half of them, you know, I think I think we'll move on one way or the other. So there is a lot of uh, work to be done for Celtic, but I still believe that if you look at them in comparison to anyone else, including Rangers, I still think that they're, they're a fair bit ahead. And I think the Rangers have to get more creativity. They have to get more goals in their team if Morelos does go, even if he stays. I, I think that uh, they have to get more goals from the likes that, you know, they didn't have it from... Kent, fantastic player, but didn't score too many goals. Candias, not too many goals. Midfield players, not too many goals. So they have to get more goals in their team. Because if they don't get more goals, teams will still frustrate them. And uh, they'll, they'll drop points for the Celtic, have, as I said. Don't lose don't lose many. Know how to win in the last minute. Know how to get over the line. And they've done it once again this season. OK, we're going to speak to Thomas in Barhead, but let's hear from Stephen Gerrard first. Here's what he had to say following that defeat at Kilmarnock. You know, I'll take responsibility for it. You know, I made the changes uh, in certain in certain areas. I thought the performance was, was OK. You know, I can't fault the, the effort or... The will to try and win the game, but again, it was a, a deja vu moment where two two individual mistakes have, have really hurt us and damaged us. So it's obviously disappointing to lose the game the way we did, but I can't be too critical of the players. You know, they've gave me a lot this season, and we have to learn and, and move on for next season. Pleased to see Alfredo get his for this season. Yeah, I think you know. It's a, again, it's a, it's a great finish. It's a striker's poacher's goal, and um, I think his all all round level this season deserves thirty goals. So very pleased for him. But I think, well, I'm hoping he's he's learnt a lot from certainly from the last four or five weeks. That's what we should all be talking about: Alfredo for goals and good play and good typical number nine play, rather than talking about you know the discipline side of it. So I think it's good for him to to go away remembering a goal rather than the last four weeks. Do you expect to, to see him again from, from pre-season? Is that, I mean, is that, is that the, the thing well, you thought he's not be up as you go into summer? Well, he's on, a, he's on a four-year contract. We've had one bid for Alfredo since I've been the Rangers manager, and it was for €3 million. Euro. So do you, would you expect to see him, you and me? <laughs> <laughs> Suggestions today that you've agreed a deal for Craig Stewart. Are you to give us any indication of that? Yeah, watch this space. Alex Ray, watch this space, he says So that I think we can read between the lines there We'll read the space and that suggests Greg Stewart will be a Rangers player Yeah, I think there's uh, stuff doing the rounds today Gordon, it's going to be a three-year contract in a Bosman But it's interesting there, he was absolutely right in his assessment The, the effort was there, they had a goal Mistakes from Kamara losing the ball in the first half Barisic falling asleep uh, laterally And I think the key thing there as well is, is a learning curve for Morelos this is a guy that scored 30 goals, Gordon, over the course of the season. He's probably missed about 9 or 10 matches. So, you know, if he can kind of sort out his discipline, he sat uh, on the bench yep. and missed games for the last four or five games. So, you know, it's a learning curve for the boy. Thomas and Barhead, what's on your mind? Uh, good evening, guys. 
first of all, congratulations to the job Steve Clark's done in Kilmarnock. I, was, I watched the game and because it, it didn't really matter to, to Rangers, the, the result, you could be more objective. And I thought that the Kilmarnock team, and that's the word you would use, play as a team. Everybody knew their job. And the Rangers come on to them, hit them in the break. They were incisive and deserved their win and well done in getting their, their third place placing. And there'll be a big loss for Clark leaving Kilmarnock. But to my own team, it's about Alfredo Morelos and following on from Gerard's comment and actually Jim Duffy kind of made my point as well with his comments about where the goals are coming from. In the six games or so when uh, Morelos was suspended, Rangers had far more fluidity in their play and goals were coming from various players. Arfield came into his own, um, Ryan Kent goals as well. Today Morelos played again and for all a good player he is, I don't think he's that good a team player in the way that Rangers play and as much as, again, it became stagnant about creating chances, running off the ball, it's coming up to Morelos, and yet, yeah, crack and goal, no doubt about it. But I think we would have had more fluidity if we had just kept the same shape that we had and put him on the bench. We, I know Arfield wasn't playing, what a loss he has, but if we'd played Defoe and perhaps Kent in, the, in Arfield's position, um, I think it would have been interesting to see how the game went. And about learning his lesson, He's back, his first full game back. That was just needless. You know, you've scored a goal, you've got your 30 goals, smile and enjoy the moment. Your, your goal has answered the Kilmarnock fans. He didn't need that booking. Uh, Alex Ray, the question about goals and, and Morelos' part in, in the team performance is an interesting one because Rangers have scored more goals than Celtic this season. Yep. So... I mean that's a quite a cold hard fact Which suggests that Rangers don't have a problem scoring goals But is it maybe when it comes down to The tighter games sort, sort of, Yeah tighter games, big moments Guys that, you know, match winners That that sort of thing Yeah and I think that's one of the reasons why they've brought yeah, Jones, Stewart and uh, Hasty. You know, Hasty So they've brought these guys in But they actually need three or four I was speaking to someone prior to kick-off uh, Connected to the coaching staff Saying that they need to bring in three or four quality players who are actually going to complement and go right into the team, Gordon, alongside the boys I've just mentioned there now. So they have to do that. In terms of the callers' uh, point there, in terms of the last six games or so, uh, I think it's something like 14 goals prior to today. It was 14 goals scored, one conceded. So there was a better flu- uh, fluency about the Rangers' play. But you have to remember that it had been... Uh, Katic has gone Arfield who's been instrumental his form of late has been brilliant but again Steven Gerrard takes that in the chin because he says it's my responsibility I made the changes I've given these guys the time off and, and brought other players in so you know he's taking that in the chin but for me uh, watching this the Rangers fans will be disappointed they didn't actually get the, the job done today because it, it must have been difficult for them sat behind that goal with the three stands rocking party central here and they're away back up the road last game of the season uh, with no points uh, Gordon Diel bit of end of season openness and honesty from Steven Gerrard saying that yeah we've had one bid for Alfredo Morelos in my time and it was worth 3 million euros so if the bids stay like that then they won't be going anywhere no they won't they won't sell him I find it astonishing Gordon this takes me back to the Celtic fans as well with Scott Brown when they were saying we're a better side without Scott Brown and it we play better football absolute nonsense how you can as a manager <coughs> and I can see People say, well, we played better without Morelis. It's a guy that scored 30 goals. You're prepared to give up 30 goals. I don't think there's anybody in that Rangers team will score the same amount of no, goals. You're probably right, what, but what is that not, got to do, do, they, do they play better without him? No, you can still ask the question. Um, 
In the last three, four games They've played very well I've got to say that But over a piece of a season He's been a big part of what Rangers have achieved To, to finish second So me personally I think it's up to the manager To get a system That suits Morelos And he's left out The most important one today for me I think Arfield makes mm. everything tick for Rangers I really do I think he's been brilliant in the last five, six games If he was playing today I think you'd have seen a different Rangers But I thought Kamarnock were excellent Jim Duffy Does there become a point though Where the, just the, 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 the sheer The volume The number of goals a striker scores Sometimes a manager wants to look beyond that And he will use Celtic as an example Do you remember Lee Griffiths had that unbelievable season Then Brendan Rodgers came in But want, you know wanted Moussa Dembele Played Moussa Dembele And people used to say oh, Hold on a minute Lee Griffiths got 40 goals last season And I think at one point Brendan Rodgers was pretty blunt to say Well I don't care. I need, I need. I want someone who gets my team performing the way I want them to play. Yeah, he's looking at pressing and all these kind of things. And obviously, when when Celtic had a sticky spell in the middle of the season, Scott Brown went out the team and, and Callum McGregor went in and filled in that void. And, and team, uh, most people said, "Well, that's the best Celtic have played." You know, they were more fluent and uh, you know more productive and more on the front foot. They scored a, a huge number of goals in that spell. But ultimately, you, you get different attributes. And when Scott Brown came in, there was leadership qualities that, that he meant in those type of games of where they won in the last minute sometimes it's the kind of guys that, like that who drive them on and Morelos can be that type of guy he can be the guy that might just nick you one when, even if he's not playing well even if the team's not playing well he's a prolific goal scorer but I do I, I do agree you know that uh, maybe Rangers balance uh, you know they get a little bit more from, from uh, Arfield and Kent when Morelos isn't playing I think that that's, that's sometimes you suit to certain certain players and styles um, but you know listen it's Gordon the LC is there you've got 30 goals guaranteed and not playing you know probably week, yeah. over 10 games over as he missed out because he was obviously suspended two or three times and also was left out when, they, when uh, the last three or four games so it's, it's I think a very very difficult one to replace but I think if he does move I don't think he'll move to England I think it'll be Europe I think it'll be Spain or something like that if he does move but um, he is, is a one where if they do they have to get the balance right they won't find another 30 goal striker I don't think so um, but what they can do is obviously you know get a number of goals from different areas OK thank you Thomas in Barhead they're clearly parting at Celtic Park but we're going to try and hear from Neil Lennon After they play you have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards Open Line Still time for you to have your say on the day Celtic got their hands on an 8th consecutive Premiership title Rangers lost at Kilmarnock Meaning Kelly go into Europe next season And finish third best of the rest Stephen Gerrard confirming after the game That um, well all but confirming that a move for Greg Stewart is imminent and we're hoping to hear you from the likes of Stevie Clark and Neil Lennon before we disappear in 10 minutes well the, the two men who have their future in doubt uh, Steve Clark would appear to have said goodbye to the heart the Kilmarnock supporters today uh, Neil Lennon is still unable to talk about his immediate future because Celtic have not declared themselves on the subject of whether he will be the manager next season or not so they are the two men who have taken centre stage today. Jerry's in Erskine. Hi, Jerry. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Hello. Um, it's about the, the Neil Lennon situation now. I, I think personally that, that the manager's already been picked. It certainly isn't Lennon. Um, two guys like Lowell and Desmond, um, they don't let anything leak. There's no seepage from Parkhead. We never heard about the dialer thing, and nobody guessed about Rogers, whereas we, we Rangers, we, we got murmurings about Warburton and about Gerrard. So, 
this guy's been picked. They couldn't make the 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 error of um, of waiting to see if uh, if Lennon wins a triple treble. That's by the way, that's grammatically more correct than treble treble. But anyway, um, they're not going to wait for that length of time and then say, "Oh, good, that's a triple treble." Now let's go and look for a manager. There's a whole swathe of players that have already said on their way, like Gamboa, De Vries, Izaguirre. Goodness knows what's going to happen to Compare because Compare, Bitton, and Kuwasi were stuck with them because their contracts are uh, are next next year, 2020. Um, so I think as soon as the the, um, the treble is won or lost, whatever, they will announce who it will be in the next week because they cannot spend time. The guy who who is picked. Uh, has got no time to assess the squad, so he's probably been looking over the last six or seven weeks or even three months. Um, just depends on who they've actually spoken to. Just, I'm curious, Jerry. Though you, you may well be right. By the way, I'm, I'm not disagreeing that the Celtic board have been very secretive about it. But if they're so successful at being secretive about it, how do you know that that secret isn't Neil Lennon? It could be, but um, I think the way, uh, as I think Big Duff mentioned there earlier on, that his body language, you know, if he just doesn't look to see if you were. Continuing to to manage the club that you love, his body language and his reaction would have been far different in the last two months. He's been told, in my opinion, he's been told, and somebody else has already been lined up mm. because he has to assess the squad. Jerry, do you, a huge... you 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 are an expert in body language and uh, the the club's ability to keep things under wraps? Who do you think the new manager is? No, I say, I mean. If there's no seepage, I don't have an idea. It could be Billich, it could be Moyes. Um, it, may, it may even be Stevie Clark. Um, if he's going to get offered a job at Celtic, then he'll just have to sort of do what he's done the last two years and pop down to see his family um, on Sunday nights, etc. But I don't know. It's it's We didn't know about Rogers. Nobody had heard the dialer. So it, um, it could well be a, a name that nobody's actually even thought of. Big Duff, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, well, listen, you know, as I said, you, you've no idea. That, that's the thing about football, you know, we're always picking up um, the news that uh, you know, this has happened and, you know, you get sometimes you think, oh, didn't see that coming. I mean, David Moyes is certainly one that's been in, you know, in, in the, the, the kind of newspapers and, the, you know, the kind of the rumour factory. Um, so that that could certainly be one, but uh, you know, for me, uh, I've said before, I think it's always a difficulty. Neil Lennon is currently the Celtic manager, whether it's interim or not. He's currently the manager. He will be the manager for come the cup final, and I think I, I think it's after that. Then obviously, you know, uh, whatever channels have been have been uh, used, they'll, they'll, they'll start to open up. But I think at the moment. You know, as yeah, I, I, obviously you look at Neil Lennon and you think, well, he's not jumping, but, but maybe he's just been a little bit calmer. Maybe he's just thinking, right, I'm the Celtic manager. I'm not going to go running about like I did before, and he's just maybe just been a little bit more calmer than than previously. And that's maybe a conscious effort on his part, a conscious decision by him, rather than I'm not going to get the job. Uh, okay, let me thank Jerry and Erskine. We're going to be really up against it, let's be honest, because Neil Lennon is delivering war and peace to you. He's still in the press room right now, he's still talking. Oh. So the chances of that finishing and all the rest of it before the end of the show. But I'll give you a bit of a flavour as to what he said. He said that Karamoko Dembele was brilliant. His football intelligence was good. It's a great it's great the fans have seen a glimpse of the future. And he confirmed Buck is a doubt with an ankle problem. Would Celtic put Karamoko Dembele in the Scottish Cup final squad? Yes. You think so? Not in the starting eleven, but uh, on the subs bench. Uh, it 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 sounds dramatic, 
Radical Almost unbelievable That a 16 year old Could be spoken of In this way However uh, He has the intelligence The game intelligence And I believe that would He would be On the bench And would get on If If Celtic Absolutely needed him Mark Wilson Is that premature Or could it happen? It certainly could happen I think When he came on He showed um, How positive He is going forward Everything was forward You know A couple of nice little passes Neil's Entirely right what he says there. His football intelligence um, Second to none So I, I can't see why you wouldn't Put him on the bench If the game's going well Bring him on uh, And give the boy a run out in the Gordon you're not so sure No No I think uh, the lad was terrific When he come on Just watching the The pictures coming in um, Neil Lennon obviously got a lot of confidence in him It's just about timing for me I think he's enjoyed today And I think it may be just the fact that It's the Scottish Cup Going for a treble If he's got a fit squad I cannot see him It's not about Well if it's going well Put the lad on to showcase It's the lad's future It's his career He will have a terrific career But I don't think it's the right time uh, Gordon may well be right Alex Ray, let me let me get your take on it I'm just wondering from a, a Simply from a numbers perspective Because it may well be that, that Oliver Burke doesn't make it It doesn't look like Lee Griffiths Would be part of it Without making it any ridiculous PR stunt I wonder if he gen- genuinely has done enough to sneak one of the spots Yeah, well listen to the, the comments coming out of Parkhead today It seems he was the bright spark uh, when he came on as a substitute, Gordon So for me, it would actually make no odds if you actually put him in the squad Assess what your options were going forward But I think when you look at some of the other guys It may well be that they're ahead of him But it's a great story because I've followed the boy since he was 13, 14 as well I've seen him on several occasions and what a talent he is uh, Jim Duffy, you saw him up close today um, Listen, we know the circumstances Lended themselves well to a debut What did you make of it? I think it's a certainty to be in the squad I, I do I, I think that uh, you look at the future And Oli Burt's not part of Celtic's future um, So therefore I think that uh, Even if there's a, a, a slight doubt he, he won't be in the squad But for, for me, yeah Just looking at it, as he said you know, he's going, I know simple things in Mark and Alec And Gordon will know Going long, coming short, coming short, spinning, you know, coming in off the flank on the diagonal, leaving the space for Ralston to go, all those little things, all those movements. And we know he's against a young young kids as well, and, and Hearts, as I said, had that today. But just in terms of just looking at his quality on the ball, his movement, um, you know, to create space and his link-up play, he's affecting the final third. I, I think they'll definitely be in the squad for the for the cup final. I think you make the, the best point, Gordon, that quite simply, he might have to be there because if Burke's out... And Christie's out And all the other injury victims uh, That we know of You're going to want an attacker of sorts and, yeah. But then again to be fair Mikey Johnson comes into that equation Scott Sinclair, Johnny Hayes So yeah. it's not, it's not I, a full gone I think Mikey Johnson did himself a, a, An immense favour today With his display and his goals uh, And I don't think that Oliver Burke Will make the cup final squad And I, I believe that Mikey Johnson And Karamoko Dembele will Celtic have a Scottish Cup final to prepare for Alex uh, Rangers obviously don't They've already started preparing for next season We've heard about all the pre-contract signings um, I know it's time for a, a rest and all that sort of stuff But you can't really hang around can you? I wonder if it's just straight back to business for Stephen Gerrard In terms of planning Yeah absolutely And I think it's been ongoing for months now Gordon The great thing about it is they have a director of football in there Mark Allen And uh, guys like John Brown out scouting on a regular basis So they will be trying to identify uh, talent that's going to improve their squad and it, it, I think the, the important thing over the last few weeks as well for Rangers point of view gone Steven Gerrard has stated that he already knows who he wants to take forward and he, all, he knows who he wants to cut loose so over the course of the next couple of weeks we may well see a few going out the door as well 
Yeah, I totally agree with Alex. I think that the manager has recognised who's going forward with him, who he can depend on next season. And as Alex says, he was talking to a member of the staff who are thinking, right, we need four good quality players in. They've already got Jordan Jones in, they've got Hasty coming in. Uh, Greg Stewart, obviously, you would imagine's coming in after hearing the Rangers manager's interview there. So uh, it's going to be a really exciting summer for both clubs uh, It certainly is, I think we'll leave it there Thanks to Jerry and Erskine who was the previous caller Thank you to Jim Duffy and Alex Ray out and about at the grounds today For the final time in the Premiership this season Thanks to you two guys, safe trip home Pleasure, thanks very much guys Thanks guys, enjoy the sports writers tonight Good stuff, that was Alex Ray and Jim Duffy Thank you to Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Hugh Evans, briefly, very briefly Sum it up for us if you can down on the season and you must congratulate the winners Celtic eight in a row Kilmarnock qualification for Europe Hamilton Aki's survival well done all concerned the Premiership season is over I can't believe we've got to that stage thank you so much for joining us it's been a brilliant campaign but don't worry we're not going anywhere yet because we've a Scottish Cup final to build up to we're back tomorrow night at 6 o'clock with Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray we'll hear from Neil Lennon for the first time since today we'll hear from Stevie Clark as well make sure you join us the UK Chart Show is up next <laughs>